You have tuned into the Norse Wilderness Podcast, where we sit down to live our past adventures and memories of our time spent on the mountain. I am your host, Justin Stearns, and I am joined here by my son and your co-host, Kyson. podcast guys this podcast is just going to be about us introducing ourselves and where we see this going and why we're doing it so without further ado i am justin stearns kyson uh hello my name's kyson stearns i'm 12 and i'm here with that man uh <laughs> <laughs> This podcast will be unfiltered. I do cuss a lot and can't control it. So if you don't like swearing, my apologies. I grew up in the construction industry since I was a little, little, little tight. So I always cussed. I cuss without even noticing. So my apologies if that offends you. It does not offend me. All right. So next reason why we started this. So when we were on our way to Arizona for our elk hunt down there, and I've had this idea of starting a podcast or something before, but I've just never had the balls to do it. So Kyson's like, why not? We should do that. And he's like, and I told him, I was like, I don't think I'd do good at it. And Kyson, and he's like, well, I don't know. What did you say? Do you remember? Because I do. I don't remember that much. Kyson's idea, or he told me, he's like, well, I think you'd really do really good at it. I mean, I love to sit here and listen to you explain how you about all these hunts we go on and everything. and You just get so animated when you talk about it. So I was like, well, fuck it. Why not? You don't like me? You don't like me. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Do you have a reason why you wanted to podcast? Something to do. Why not? Might as well talk about all our hunts we all love just talking about them. Now, the next talking point I come up with is what is going to be on this podcast? And I know this is, like, terrible. I shouldn't be like, what's my next talking point? It should be just going with the flow. And we'll get into this, but this is number one. This probably won't be published, but we'll try it. Yeah, he's very broken up. That's why we found all them broken horns and wings down there. Kyson's talking about, and you want to talk into the mic, dude. All right, yeah, yeah. like this. Yeah, but uh, Kyson's talking about the bull I shot in Arizona, just a tiny little bull I have sitting here in the man cave. We overboiled it, so it got skull capped, and it's just hanging on the wall. It's a tiny little guy, and just about every point's broke. And we found lots of broken sheds while I was down there. I found the biggest ones. No full sheds, no browns, just a lot of broken pieces. On this podcast, we're just talking about telling and sharing our story of some of the hunts we've been on, some of the adventures we've been on. Hunting, shed hunting, fishing, camping, backpacking, whatever it is that we do in the wilderness is what we are going to talk about. Also, we will have on here, hopefully, at least one, if not two, bonus episodes a month of hunting news I probably for now will just keep it to more local Utah based news just because like 
Randy Newberg is already doing very well with Montana, and he does really well with all the states, but definitely highlights Montana, which it's because that's his home state, so he knows the most about it. Very knowledgeable on every state, but he knows the most about Montana. So I've been hunting for, I don't know, my whole life, really. I mean, when I was just a little tyke, I woke up to my dad shooting a cow elk out the window with our old Chevy Blazer. And I say, Daddy go boom, boom, out go bye-bye. That's just one of your dad jokes. No, that's an actual legit story that happened. I'm just realizing I'm still missing that spike shed. Pretty sure it's still in the ranger. The one that Tristan found and gave to you? No, the one I found out in Arizona. Oh, yeah, that was cool. It's the only cool shed we found. That place must get shed hunted a lot. I bet. I bet it gets tore up. Because we put on, what, like 90 miles down there? 100 miles? I think you put on 90, and I think I put on, like, 105. And that's all we found was, like, five pieces and one spike shed. So, I mean, we hiked our butts off. But, yeah, I've been just hunting. So I'm 31. Yeah, so I've been hunting pretty much 31 years. I mean, couldn't hunt big game until I was 14 because that's the age it used to be in Utah. Now it's 12. When I was started out hunting, it was 14 to hunt big game. Got my hunter safety at 11 and started hunting small game when I was 12. I was pretty good into hunting when I was a teenager, and I really loved archery hunting. But then when Utah went from being able to buy a deer tag, archery deer tag over the counter to having to apply for it, I said no moss. I just stopped bow hunting. And then it was down to just the general season rifle elk hunt that I did every year, and I was only doing that on the weekend, so... Hunting kind of died off for me for a while. I wasn't obsessed with it. I mean, I hunted every year and did a little bit of prey dog hunting, coyote hunting, a little bit here and there, pheasant hunting. As far as big game hunting, I was just doing the one Utah general season elk over the counter. We'd pop down to Arizona anytime we drew, which I'd take that pretty serious, but I still didn't have the bite like I do in the last three years, four years that I've really gotten bit. And in the last year, it's even worse. I just can't stop doing anything that and thinking about anything that's hunting you know I was, gonna, I was just thinking about how you've been you started serious hunting once you shot that big bull well but after that you started putting me to crazier places yeah did you, I remember exactly what got me bigger into hunting and it was when I shot that little tiny buck that's upstairs over the arch because I got that tag put in for it so it's like that year I shot at that one six point across the canyon there at elk camp and you got all excited and I was like huh well I really need to get Kyson more excited about hunting so it's like I need to do a little more hunting so I think I'm going to do a deer tag next year so I'll do it rifle though so it's so he can come with put in drew the tag you didn't even want to go that day when we went deer hunting for this we get up there and you're just whiny because you didn't want to get out of bed so we just hunted from home drive up there an hour and a half two hour drive and we're just driving around because both you and Brooklyn are in the truck she was actually super excited to be there and like waiting to point out deer this is kind of the funny part of the story and we're just cruising down the road and here goes some deer running by and Brooklyn goes dad deer 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 and I'm like yeah they're all does all skinheads but then I look up on the hill and there's three point bucks staring at me and I was like oh there's a buck I jump out and shoot it. 
and it ended up making a not a great shot. I had to run up the hill and put another one in it to finish it off. Drug it down the hill, and that's when you were all excited. You were like stoked, so excited. And at that point, Brooklyn hated it. She didn't like that there was a dead animal there. So you guys totally switched spaces. You just didn't want to be there at first, and then you loved it. And then Brooklyn didn't want to be there anymore. That's what, when seeing your excitement that year is when I come home and just become obsessed with it. I remember coming home that evening after taking care of the deer. I got in the bathtub and popped up the iPad and started watching hunting YouTube videos. And the first thing that pops up is Randy Newberg. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with him because I just, I think that night I ended up sitting in the hot tub, or not the hot tub, the bathtub, for like two hours just watching these YouTube videos of Randy Newberg. And he's just barely starting out in uh, his YouTube career. I mean, he'd be doing fresh tracks on real TV, the outdoor channel, I think, for a while. But he just barely started doing YouTube. And he had a bunch of footage up. And I was just watching all of it. And... But ever since then, I mean, I've just become more obsessed with it every year. You've done quite a bit of tags this year. <clears throat> yeah, this year I had, what, four tags? Two. And, and then this next upcoming season, that's quite a bit planned. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I'll pull it up right here. I'm not sure which one of these are going to be for sure. But here's, I'm going to explain my entire year strategy for you. First one coming up is Wyoming. Um, going to put in for a unit there. It's up there. It's a type one tag, so it's a rifle tag. If I draw it, I will buy the archery stamp and go archery hunt this unit. So I'm putting in for a uh, like pretty good uh, unit and just hoping that I draw in that 25% pool of random because they designate 25% of their non-resident tags in a random pool. And like Utah does that 50%. But up there, so I'm just hoping to draw this another 25% because I ain't got a single point anywhere. Oh, that's a lie. I've got three Utah limited entry deer points. Only points I got in the whole western states because I burn my points when I get them. And then after that is going to be Arizona. And so we'll put in for 70 again. We probably won't draw that, but we'll start building points for it. So unit 70 again. And then New Mexico. So I'm going to be putting this in for like the premier in the Gila National Forest unit down there for archery elk in the rut. And so New Mexico don't have no points, so I'm just shooting for the stars there. If I don't draw it, I don't draw it, whatever. I just might as well shoot for the stars, try to win the lottery there, huh? Yeah. If I draw that tag, that's the tag that I will spend probably 10 days on. Yeah, you can have that water. But if I draw that tag in New Mexico, then I won't worry about probably any of these other tags for archery. I will spend the month of September down there because it's the the trophy potential down there is 370 plus wow yeah it's where big bulls are born I mean so is it really worth it just try yeah I mean we got some big bulls here in Utah that people don't realize it's just hard to find them especially if you want to hunt next to tribal lands up the hill creek I mean Brian will tell you a story that he's seen a bull down there uh, he's working over on the tribal lands at one of their houses and the guy brings in this 350, 360 inch bull 
guy jumps it out of his truck and he's like, it's just a baby. I'm going back for the big one tomorrow. Tribal members, I mean, yeah, if they have the tags, they get the tags. Not sure how that works, but apparently they can get tags. Because out there in Hill Creek, they have huge ones. Oh, well, you should have went and picked up my buck from the taxidermist with me. A uh, tribal member shot, uh, is only a 350. They say only 350. I mean, that's a huge freaking fucking bull there. But he shot a 350 bull, and it's albino. Pure white. It was at the taxidermist when I was there. That was awesome. Albino bull, 350. And he's like, telling me about the dude. He's like, yeah, he said there was a bigger one next to it, but he just had to have that white one. Like, that's fucking neat, dude. Because that's Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah, but then after uh, New Mexico... We got the Utah draw coming in. It's all do me for archery deer, rifle, elk, over the counter. And then you you said you want to do rifles. We'll do rifle deer over the counter. That's not over the counter anymore. It's general season though. Um, and then that bison hunt. I can't wait for that, dude. That's I'm fucking stoked for that one. Fucking 10-day float. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fucking awesome. I mean, I still got to earn some money to buy us a raft but we're doing her we're gonna um then after that's Colorado and I'm gonna start building points there again because I burnt all of them last year like deer and elk and then probably I'll probably do a Colorado OTC tag archery so over the counter and I'm probably gonna do a unit close to us so that I can just weekend hunt it because I can only take off so many days. I'm thinking I want to go do some high country deer hunt over elk. I don't know why. Running elk is like the best, so I don't know why I'm picking deer, but I am. But I'm gonna pick to go and do a high country deer hunt. I can always pick up the OTC tag later in the season though. So if I don't get any of these deer tags I'm applying for. I've got a little bit better OTC tag I found in Colorado that will go on with the backpack hunt. You could probably do baby style or something like that. But then up after Colorado, we got Nevada. And I've got a really good game plan for Nevada this year. Back to Nevada, too, because it's another one of those places I haven't ever been. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do uh, put in for deer there, mountain goat, and desert bighorn. Start building points for all those. And then, then Wyoming deer comes up after that. I'll most likely probably, I'll probably just buy a deer point because I don't think I can take time off then because we've already got so many other hunts going and all that around that same time frame. So I'll just buy a point most likely. Then Idaho, Idaho deer, elk, and mountain goat. And oh yeah, and then we'll have Arizona coos deer if we can still afford it and put time into it. That's going to be one of our podcast topics is mule deer versus elk. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't sit in a tree stand. And I know you can somewhat spot and stalk something whitetail. But if I ever go do whitetail, I doubt I... Unless we win the lottery and I can just go buy one of them tags on one of them ranches that's like guaranteed to see a buck, then yeah, I'll sit a stand if I'm guaranteed to see a, sit, see a buck. But 
I can't sit a stand. I just, I got a good move. I'm a Western hunter. Then that um, thing Grandpa's man gave him a white tail flew off. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I think those are black tail from Oregon. Um, Grandpa, I was talking to him the other day. He said, either one or two of them. Well, one of them's like he said the mix between a black tail and a white tail. Never heard of that. I want to. If I do whitetail, it's probably going to be a mountain whitetail in like Montana, Wyoming, or Idaho. I got some in Colorado too, but most likely I'm going to be doing a mountain whitetail. I want the mountain hunt, and that's why I want to go coos deer hunting in Arizona. Is you can backpack into the mountains in January and hunt a deer. Yeah, we'll be doing caribou and moose in Alaska. Hopefully, 2024 pretty much down to money right now I know if I put a lot of research into it I could probably do it for about five or six thousand but I don't know if that's going to get me the hunt that I actually want to do I don't want to go get dropped off and hunt within one two miles of my tent because that's all the further you can pack an animal up there I want to do that float hunt like uh, Ryan Lampers and Brian Call just did they did a 15 day hunt which I haven't figured out how to find a transporter to get us in. Which, if I buy a raft, we really could, if we could just find the transporter to fly us in and pick us up, could do it a lot cheaper than the other alternative was 15000 per person. But they do an extreme float hunt, but and they supply the raft and everything, and they fly the river every day. So if you shoot, you're getting flown out the next day. You don't have to float down to a certain destination by a certain time. You just float and float and float, and in the 10 days that you're allotted to shoot something or get picked up at that 10th day, wherever you're at. That sounds cool, but that's 15000 per person. That's spendy. Mm-hmm. But but that's the type of hunt that I actually really want to do. I just got to put a little more research into it, or lot, and find out how we could just find a transporter to fly us in, drop us off, and pick us up at us, like, let's just say, can we find someone that drops us off at point A and we meet him at point B 10 days later, whether we kill or not? I mean, that's what I want to find is that a transporter like that. But I still haven't found it. You can't just Google transporters because it hasn't worked so far. <laughs> I've tried it. But a little hard work, determination, never give up. Just like I almost gave up on this podcast idea because of how difficult it was to get your microphone working. I started buying this podcast gear five freaking weeks ago. And just to get that one microphone, yours, I almost gave up on the idea because of the fact that how many times it failed. I mean, I bought another m- microphone. Didn't like it. It wouldn't work. I bought another one. It wouldn't work. I bought the headphones. They wouldn't work. Finally, I got the right freaking microphone. Now it works. I had to go through four microphones before I found one that would work. This one was always working, but that one never would. You know, after a lot of troubleshooting, I found out it had to be the microphone because I started to think maybe it was not the microphone after, you know, the second one. No, I did with all the troubleshooting, it just had to be the microphone, and I was right. It was the microphone. Let's get back to the topic of years hunting. I think I said I've hunted since I was 14, we'll call it, and I'm 32 now. But uh, how many years you been hunting, dude? Yeah, I got my hunter safety when I was 9 to 10. And I've 
used to like just go off and beat him down and hunt squirrels. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And then you've been big game hunting since you was 12 because I've been putting you in Arizona since you was 10. That's why I had you get your hunter safety at 9 just so I could put you in Arizona. And that's why he's able to draw when you're 12 years old. Kid's 12 and he's already had an out-of-state limited entry elk tag. I was 19, which is, for some, is still yet really young, you know? All right, but remember, this is one deer trip. Well, why do you like to hunt and fish, dude? I like the thrill of it, and usually I get bored around, like, the second to third day, and I'm like, this is super boring, just spotting around, and then you see one, it's like, oh my gosh. It's like my favorite part is when you actually spot one, and it's just so crazy. Yeah. Um, you you embellish that a little because you said second, third day, you get a little bored, dude. You're like second or third hour. You're like, we haven't seen shit. There ain't nothing shit in this fucking mountain. Let's go to home. Until you spot something. Yeah, and then I'm like, I throw my binos out, and I'm like, what about that deer right there? And you're like, well, I didn't see that deer. See, if we ever start to record this stuff, it's be better to see that. This is shit's unfiltered, dude. I drink beer. What's up? Drinking a beer right now? Shed hunting. Yeah, me too. I can't wait for shed hunting. Hopefully my knee's going to be all right. Dude, I'm kind of actually scared about it. What, Sunday night, that really messed it up. That kind of scared me. So that's to be determined. Give it in a few days. Might buy a brace. I don't know. I'll let you just sit in the truck and listen to a podcast while I go walking around because... I don't know why, I just feel like the past, like, month, I've really, just every time I look up at all the sheds, I'm like, let's go do that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for shed season, dude. Although, it's going to be hard finding sheds this year. With this much snow, dude, I don't know where they're going to be. This is, unless we get a really hot spring, this snow is going to hold them low longer. So it's like all the last few years of us knowing where the sheds aren't because we don't find very many of them, it's like, are they finally going to be back in there? And that's why we're finding chalk, because that was the last time we had this much snow. Is that why we were finding chalk? Or, oh, so where are they going to be? I just don't know, dude. It's like, it's hard. Like, do we go back to where we've been going and found a few sheds, but they're always chalk or deer sheds that are brown? I haven't found a single brown elk, and we hike four or five miles without finding a shed. Because I've got some really good ideas on where to go, but I don't, they're a little bit higher in elevation so it's like are they gonna be there and shedding there even though it's that high because normally like if we wouldn't have this much snow I'd be like yeah because we've been hunting a little bit lower than that and not finding them so they gotta be higher I mean I say like our first trip we go on just be like a short one test out like go down to like lower places maybe check out like two places if we can oh probably about February and March. March, you can get out and maybe find a shed here and there. But end of February and March, like as soon as ice fishing's done, we'll just go out and just do some driving around, find elk and deer, and see where they're at about that time of year. Yeah, it's I like to hunt and fish anymore, and mainly hunt for the fact, just the adventure of it, dude. I love every aspect of doing it and I love every aspect of planning a hunt like 
Right now, it's kind of fun with all this application strategy. Planning and packing for a hunt. I enjoy that. I enjoy the trip there. Getting camp set up. I enjoy that. I love to hike anymore. I love the adventure of it. I love seeing new places. I love getting to the top of the mountain. I love hiking the mountain. I love the thrill of actually like glassing up a deer or hearing an elk bugle back at you. Screaming one in the face. Bugling at him. I mean, that's just I just love the adventure of all of it. I even love packing them out. When I packed that bull out this year by myself, I was dead at the end of it. I was cussing up a fucking storm going up that mountain. It was like 9 o'clock at night, dark as shit. Been raining on me all fucking day. I'm going up this dark-ass mountain. Like For some reason, I just started thinking bears. I was like, I better start making some noise. And then it got pretty comical, dude. If I'd have recorded that, I'd probably made fucking millions on America's home, Funniest Home Videos if they still do that shit. Because it's just fucking funny. I was laughing at myself at the end of it because I don't even remember what I said, but I remember it was a good fucking time. I can just imagine you having like a conversation with that fake bear over there. What was even creepier is when I come across that fucking headstone, dude. Craw- crawling up this fucking mountain, slipping and sliding, dark as shit thinking fair all pissed off from how tired I am just having that definitely having that type B fun or type 2 fun I guess it is type 2 I look over there and there's a fucking headstone I'm like what the fuck dude that's creepy as shit right now in this new unit especially because of the night before I swear to god Sasquatch was outside the tent it was all creeped out as fuck sitting there I would not want to come across a gravestone walking that far in it was creepy dude stuff you see in horror movies right it's like fucking hills have eyes dude god not be very pleased seeing that <laughs> especially that dark and rainy so I guess we kind of went over like what type of hunting we like to do and I kind of already hinted at this that I'm tied tied between deer and elk right now I just because last year when I killed that bull in the rut bugling at him calling him in that was fucking epic dude like I was shaking so bad from that that was so much fun oh my having an elk bugle back at you when you've been calling one in like oh just calling him in him coming up that knob doing that t-rex roar but for some reason i always go back to deer right now and i think it's because i love the arch early archery deer like i love the spot and stock the glassing and spot and stock i do love that as well so i don't know it's like do i like that more or do i like to go hunt elk in the rut Tough decision there. I'm just thinking, like, one of the first things I notice when I walk out of my living room and see all them elk is, I always look over at that Colorado one and think how funny it is freshly washed it. <laughs> it's missing a few teeth. Yeah, dude, but that was the easiest freaking Euro mount I've ever done. I literally spent probably 20 minutes of time on that thing total. And it's done. That's boiling it because it literally took me, like, two minutes to put it in a pot and boil it and then after an hour and a half I went and pressure washed it took like five minutes walked out back fired the pressure washer up went <laughs> done so we got that badass pressure washer and yeah it lost a few teeth but it was done threw some bleach on it and it was done dude yeah. hung it up I mean it was the easiest one I've ever done then that one we definitely found out you can boil one way too long yeah <laughs> whoops you can really feel the lines of the 
Yeah, so I don't know if I like the elk or deer more. It's just such a hard decision. I just like the adventure of it right now. What about you, dude? That's like, I love the, uh, like, when I get a visit, like, this is my first year ever going to Arizona. That was just so cool to me. Like, usually I get bored after, like, an hour in the car, less than, like, I actually enjoyed that entire drive. Well, you, on the way there, you slept, like, clear to Grand Junction, <laughs> which is, like, three hours. Yeah, I slept about three hours, but way back, I but, slept a little bit fine. Yeah, you slept a little bit. Then again, I had hunting podcasts on a lot of that. If we weren't talking, we had hunting podcasts on, which is fucking awesome. I mean, yeah. we listened to uh, Brian Call and Ryan Lampers on the way back a few times, talking about stay healthy. Uh, did quite a few go hunt. Did a lot of Remy Warren. I remember we was out <clears throat> driving around on scouting day listening to Remy Warren. One thing is, eventually I want to have a website, and we will have a website up as soon as I can find the funds to pay for it. Get us a website up so that people can go there to see some of our media, like this podcast and pictures, because I love to take pictures. And eventually we'll have like some videos. Don't know if they'll be on YouTube or not, but we'll have some videos. I know with podcasting, everybody says to re- video record and put them on YouTube, so eventually we'll probably do that but too as well. So I guess we'll have that. Don't have social media yet. I will probably here the next couple of days make a Instagram and Facebook for it but we'll see my goals with this podcast is just to have fun and share our adventures with those that weren't there that's the biggest thing is I want to share these adventures with people that weren't there and for people to learn really why I'm so obsessed with this I think it's cool to even listen about all those hunts that people have like out of state and like Montana or out in Alaska, even if they're like deer or elk, something that we have here in Utah. Yeah. Still so cool to listen to it, though. That's pretty much all I had other than health. I mean, what do you do for health? Go on walks to get in shape for next hunting season? That's about it. Yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing the to healthy... Uh, bone broth protein doing 50 milligrams of CBD every day as well with those pills from the Metcalf Clinic vitamins from them Um, exercise trying to not do sugar anymore kind of not doing real good at that but I'm trying Um, definitely always try to be protein heavy with all of our meals and then we'll also have we did I think we already went over this but if not, we'll talk about it again. That we'll have this will be weekly episodes coming out. Not sure which day. Yeah, probably just whenever we have free time. Yeah, we'll just be recording these whenever we have free time. I will try to have a set schedule of what day they come out at what time so that it's consistent. We will have two bonus episodes a month as well. So a total of six episodes a month. But the bonus episodes will be 10, 15 minutes. And they are just going to be news related to Utah mainly Utah for now we'll probably go into Colorado because we're so close to Colorado and Wyoming border we'll probably talk about their news as well because definitely because like they just released 15 wolves over in Craig which fucking pisses me off just last year 10 miles over the Colorado border 30 elk got killed by a pack of wolves and they're like oh we don't have wolves around here fucking bullshit we do too have fucking wolves around here we just got 
realize what it does to the elk and deer population. Oh, and it's because people that do this don't actually watch a wolf kill something. Watch oh. it kill an elk. They go up and hamstring the fucking thing. The whole pack's eating on it. So it's getting eaten a lot. Before it's dead, it's getting eaten. So it has to fill every bite. And it's just sitting there crawling out, crying. And it's like, fucking, fuck them wolves. Especially because they'll kill for fun. They won't even kill to feed the pack. They kill for fun when they get in a frenzy. Well, I think that's going to be it for uh, this episode. We'll review it. See what it's like. My outro for this week is going to be pain is weakness leaving the body as I have a fucked up knee. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. And once again, if you liked today's episode, which is pretty rough, but anyways, if you still liked it, let us know. Appreciate the listen.